Welcome back to Ghostbusters Minute. Ghostbusters Minute is the fan podcast that chronicles and overanalyzes the classic 1984 film Ghostbusters Minute by Minute. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And today we are here to bring you Minute number 31 of Ghostbusters. Brady, how are you doing today? Doing good. You ready to minute? Are you ready to get into Minute 31? I'm ready to Minute 31. Minute 31. Okay, so in the previous minute, we have seen the Ghostbusters enter the Sedgwick Hotel, where they have spoken to the hotel manager. Minute 30 ended with the Ghostbusters meeting actor Murray Rubin and telling him they had a meeting with a large cockroach up on the 12th floor. Minute 31 begins with Murray Rubin watching the three Ghostbusters enter the elevator. At 31.04, we cut to a straightforward shot of the three Ghostbusters standing side by side in the elevator underneath a no-smoking sign. Ray tells Egon and Venkman that they have not had a completely successful test of the equipment yet. Egon says he blames himself. Venkman agrees. So do I. At 31.12, Ray says that there is no sense worrying now. Venkman says, oh, why worry now? Each of us is wearing an unlicensed nuclear accelerator on his back. At 31.22, Ray asks Egon to switch him on. Egon switches on the proton pack and begins to hum. As it powers up, both Egon and Venkman silently move away from Ray. At 31.30, we hard cut to an up-and-down arrow on the elevator. The camera pans down to show the elevator's door open, elevator doors opening and the Ghostbusters exiting. As Ray steps out, he removes his particle thrower from his proton pack and looks around for ghosts. At 31.40, Ray gives an almost SWAT team-like head nod to Egon and Venkman. Venkman simply steps off the elevator in a nonchalant manner. At 31.43, Egon powers up his proton pack via the particle accelerator, so a different means it appears than... Yeah, I've always noticed that. At 31.47, the chambermaid, played by Florence E. Neely, rounds the corner with her utility wagon. At 31.50, Ray and Egon shoot their particle throwers at her, causing her wagon to burst into flames. At 31.55, Vinkman calms both Egon and Ray down, causing them to shut off their beams. At 32.55, as burnt toilet paper falls to the ground, Florence sticks her head out and asks, What the hell are you doing? And that ends minute number 31. I might have said 32.55 there at the end because my finger must have slipped, but it was a minute and 31.55 right, seconds. Right. We didn't skip ahead a whole minute there. So, uh, so yeah, so this actress, Florence E. Neely, who was also in Blue Thunder Colors and War Games with Michael Ensign, who played the hotel manager in the previous minute. So, uh, yeah, so this is uh, not a whole lot going on here, but still a very funny minute. Yeah. This reminds me of some of the earlier scenes where there was a very dialogue heavy. Like, this is not mm-hmm. just dialogue heavy, but it's like one long shot of the three of them just standing Which shoulder to so shoulder. Which is so funny when they just hang on these guys, especially Harold Raymond and his just, you know, blandness or whatever. It's just yeah. so funny to watch him not doing anything. Yeah. yeah. Uh, his lack of doing anything yeah. is, is funnier than most people's doing things. Exactly. <laughs> and um, the just whenever they, you know, turn Ray's proton pack on or his nuclear accelerator at the time, that was before a proton pack, that term was coined. Um, the two guys moving away is just, it's also funny. But uh, the sound effects, whenever they put those together, apparently Ivan Reitman just kept insisting more bass, more bass, more bass. Really? Yes, and just was never satisfied. It's a menacing, iconic sound. Mm-hmm. When you hear that yeah, thing really power is. up, you know something's about to go down. It, my only uh, you know, complaint is that they didn't say, Do, Re, Egon, as they turned them on. Well, you know, uh, when the hotel maid uh, sticks her head on and says, What the hell are you doing? She was actually... She was uh, terrified because the pyrotech- the technician had put too much pyrotechnics in the wagon that blew up. So yeah. when she sticks her head around, she's addressing the crew saying, what the hell are you doing? <laughs> yeah, and they left it in the movie. So. Yeah, the, the explosion was huge. Like, I was kind of going frame by frame, and I paused it whenever the, the, part, the particle beams hit the hit the wagon and make it explode. And it's just massive. The explosion yeah. goes all up the wall and everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Got to watch out for that kind of stuff on set. 
Uh, so this is the first appearance of the particle thrower, save two minutes ago when we saw Egon toying with one on their dinner table. Uh, in the original Ghostbuster storyboards, or Ghost Smashers, if you will, storyboards, the uniforms and weapons the Ghost Smashers used were quite different. The gear looked more like tactical SWAT gear. Uh, they had face guards and stuff like that, and the particle throwers were not were not like the wands that they have now. They were actually wands that came out of their gloves. Did you ever see this? No, I haven't seen that. I've so, seen the uh, helmets with the face guard, though. So if you look in the storyboards, um, there's some places on the internet you can find them, and there's a kind of a low shot looking up at the four of them, and they're all putting on these gloves that had these weird little wands coming out. And if, you can see what I'm doing here. It's not playing on radio, yeah. but it's kind of coming out of my hand. And the way they would shoot them at ghosts was they would kind of flick them like a magician. So I went to a, well, you were there too. We went to a Harry Potter themed wedding reception last night. That's right, yeah. And uh, we were walking, or there was one of the cool uh, things that they gave you when you walked in the door was they had homemade wands for yeah, everybody. handmade. They were amazing. So everybody's walking around like flicking these wands at each other, I think, mm-hmm. you know, just kind of like, Especioso Gosto or whatever. I don't know. I don't listen to Harry <laughs> Potter. But anyway, it was an amazing party. But uh, as they were doing it, it was kind of sticking in my mind the motion of people kind of like doing that fun little thing towards mm-hmm. each other. So when I envisioned later the Ghostbusters <laughs> doing that, it would be like, like you see in Harry Potter, you know, the wand casting in those movies, which it, it took a lot in those movies to make the, the wand casting look like something menacing, you know? Yeah. Like yeah. It, in the uh, the very last one, the Deathly Hallows, when Harry Potter and Voldemort, spoiler alert, have their final big kind of showdown, it takes a lot to make that not look like a silly, you know, dainty little thing where someone just kind of like flicks their wrist at the end. I yeah. don't know that Ghostbusters would have really been able to do that back no, in the day. But, you know, it sounds like that idea of being able to use the hand or glove or something like that as the thrower might have kind of survived into the 2016 Ghostbusters when they had their proton punch. That's right. Yeah. Or whatever. It seems like, and that might've just been incidental, but um, yeah, let's chat about that for a second because they do mention on the elevator. Well, we haven't had a full test of this equipment yet. And I did like the scene in the movie where, you know, in in the 2016 Ghostbusters answer, answer the call. They were kind of ill-defined in what the, all of their equipment did. Mm-hmm. You know, like they didn't trap, it, this is a spoiler alert if you haven't seen the movie yet, but they didn't really, they only trapped like one ghost in the whole movie. It was that giant demon thing. Yeah. And then it got out because I think the end of the movie is them kind of developing the containment unit and everything. But there's a point where they go out in an alleyway and um, the character played by Melissa McCarthy has all these different new devices yeah. with them. And they have different degrees of, I guess, effectiveness or, or I don't know, like, so Leslie Jones uses something called a ghost chipper. And what that appears to do is like it's like a little portable like wood chipper, but it works on ghosts and it chews them up and then they're def- completely destroyed after that. It's it's ill defined. Yeah. I didn't like that one, but I did like the ghost puncher thing that she it was had. Cool, yeah. yeah, it was almost like brass knuckles with like a, a proton stream at yeah. the end of it. So whenever she'd punch something with it, it would just kind of explode. But it really worked well in that big fight scene at the end, seeing her just punch ghosts in the face. Yeah, so. I don't know, man. I could the proton packs and the wands in uh, the 2016 Ghostbusters was yeah didn't really work for me. Yeah, I didn't. I like the way they look in this one better. They were kind of like these weird boxes with the wands sticking on the end. Yeah. I think one of the things they were going for in that movie is they tried to make everything look uh, archaic and old. Because in another movie, they would be able to redefine everything and make it look a little bit more sleek. Or that's kind of a sense I had what they I were can doing. See that. Yeah. yeah, I can see that. So for that, I kind of give them credit, saying like, okay, well, if you guys had planned out like a couple more sequels, which now it's up in the air if that's even going to happen, maybe in the next one they would look more like uh, Apple devices or refined and slick, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I thought that could be a cool way to go with it. But we'll have to wait I, see. Yeah, it was varying degrees of success with their, their new technology uh, in the movie, so... 
All right, so that's pretty much all we have for this minute. Like we said, it's a very dialogue-heavy... There are a few funny things we could talk about, I guess, real quick in this minute, is when they flip on the proton pack, and Ray is looking forward, and Egon and Peter yeah. just kind of slowly <laughs> creep <laughs> like that's across do the elevator. Any good. That is so funny. Yeah. That is so funny. And I don't know if this is one of those jokes that played on Pan and Scan when we had the Ghostbusters in 4x3 on videotape. I can't really remember how funny that you scene think was. That would, yeah, that would kind of conflict with the joke. Yeah, there's a joke coming up in a few minutes later where Egon kind of like motions with his hands towards Peter how much money they should charge yeah. for everything. And that apparently was not on the original releases, the home video releases of the movie because, you know, the movie shot widescreen. Uh, back in the day, we only had four by three square TVs, so this joke was actually cut off in the frame. And oh, it's only recently people have been able to see it. So I can't remember if originally in this one, uh, if in the original cut, the home video cut, if it actually showed Peter and Egon inch away from Ray. But that's always been one of my favorite jokes yeah. in this movie. It's just the silent kind of like, okay, like it's going to do them any good. Mm-hmm. If that thing goes off and is like a nuclear reaction, it's going to blow up the whole hotel. Yeah. It's the last thing they should they should uh, worry about. So. All right, great. So that's minute number 31. We're going to be getting into minute number 32 tomorrow. We still have a plan to do this. Unless the waters raise up to microphone level, then I think you and I won't that's be able true, to yeah. broadcast. So as long as our Wi-Fi routers are running and we have uh, our recording equipment, we'll be bringing you the Ghostbusters Minute Podcast. So thank you so much for joining us today. Again, please get out there and leave a positive review on iTunes for Ghostbusters Minute and the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast. We're trying to raise some money for a great cause there, and you can help us do that. Uh, just get onto iTunes and leave a positive review for both Ghostbusters Minute and Cosmic Geppetto Podcast, and we will keep you informed of when we are going to be doing our guest appearance on both the Cosmic Geppetto Podcast and Back to the Future Minute coming up very soon. So, Brady, you ready to get out of here? Let's do it. All right, folks. Thank you so much for joining us. I'm Kyle. I'm Brady. And we're here to remind you that death is but a door, time a window. We'll be back. Ghostbusters Minute is a fan-supported podcast. To become a patron of Ghostbusters Minute and gain access to exclusive weekly bonus content, visit us at patreon.com slash gbminute. If you like the podcast, then leave us a review on iTunes. You can contact us at ghostbustersminute at gmail.com and visit us online at ghostbustersminute.com, facebook.com slash ghostbustersminute, twitter.com slash gbminute, and look us up on Instagram at ghostbustersminute. Our theme song is Ectoplasm by Audionautics, which is licensed under the Creative Commons Attributions License. Thank you.